Hey, everybody, and welcome back to an episode of the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. Have you ever seen e-bikes that look somewhat like motorcycles? But we're not talking about motorcycles here. We're talking about e-bikes that actually conform to the rules, 750 watts or less. But have you ever seen an e-bike that has that sort of appearance? You like the style, you like the look, but you wonder, is it any good to ride? Well, this episode then is for you. So stick around. Once again, I am Kyle Chittock, the owner of Bolton E-Bikes, and you're listening to the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. If you've been looking at e-bikes long enough, you've probably seen some of these. You have quite a range of electric bikes, anything from road bikes that don't even look like e-bikes. And when I say don't look like e-bikes, I mean it. I've been around e-bikes for years now, and I was surprised when I went to the recent trade show in Monterey and I saw a couple of e-bikes up close and I didn't even realize it until I looked at them a second time. That's how good they were at hiding the motor and the battery. Now, these were road bikes with nice, sleek, slender frames. It was pretty amazing that I missed it the first time around. You know, it was actually the logo on one of the bikes that made me realize it was an e-bike. And if that wasn't there, I'm not even sure if I would have caught it. Now, at the other end of the spectrum, you have bikes that are completely obvious they're an e-bike. You can see the battery, you can see the motor, or sometimes you take it a step further and you make it look like something it isn't. In fact, you make it look more like a motorcycle that just happens to have pedals. And one of the bikes that I sell that has that style is called the Cheetah. It's made by a company called Revy Bikes. And the first time I saw it, I was like, those are pretty cool. I really like the style. I have no idea what it's like to ride one. Would they be any good? And eventually I decided to buy one and just try it out and see what happened. And my first impression was actually a surprise. Yeah, it had this unique motorcycle style look. Uh, but the style, the design from a bike perspective was that it was very much like a, a beach cruiser and it was very comfortable. The Cheetah, first impression, great. Now I've seen some other bikes that kind of look like a what they call a cafe racer. Basically, when you had these older motorcycles, you know, we're talking about 60s, 70s, and, and what people would do to race them is try and get rid of as much weight as possible. And they would drop the bars down low so you could get into an aerodynamic riding position so you can get less drag, so you can go faster. And any of the body panels, windshields, things like that, that might be practical for daily use, they got rid of those. You just pull them off, get rid of as much weight as possible, make the bike lightweight. Then you kind of have this unique style. Uh, and it seems like they've made a little bit of a resurgence in recent years where people will actually take brand new motorcycles and strip them down to some degree and basically turn them into a vintage looking bike. Now, I think bikes that look like that are super cool, but I know that they're not the most practical to ride. The bars put them in a position 
where you're kind of cramped up. And, and the idea is, again, to be nice and small and try and get away from the wind and just make it so it's fast, right? Just fun little bikes, not a lot of horsepower, not usually big engines, just little affordable bikes that were designed to have some fun, maybe take to a track, race around a little bit. That's what the style of these were for as far as motorcycles. And we've started to see that style come into electric bikes. Probably one of the most notable ones on the market is Super 73, where the batteries are mounted on top of the bike, which is exactly the opposite of where you would want the battery for, you know, weight and center of gravity and everything. You want the battery to be nice and low. Nope, the battery is mounted right on top uh, because then it looks like a motorcycle tank. They actually have the battery shaped, so they give off that vibe. And you have this unique style element. And I think they look pretty cool. Now, I haven't had a chance to ride all of the Super 73 models, but I have had a chance to ride quite a few different, uh, either what they call cafe racers or, or what they call a scrambler style of bikes. Usually the scramblers have some bars with a little bit of a rise to them. Uh, so it looks more like a BMX style bars, if you can imagine that. You know, you're kind of going after the, the Honda little trail bikes of uh, yesteryears, if you will. And every one of those styles of bikes that I've ridden, I haven't been too impressed with. They look cool. They look like fun. But when I want to get on it and ride it like a bicycle or like an e-bike, the saddles usually aren't very comfortable. The pedaling position isn't very good. It's one of those things that you would hop on and mostly use throttle because they're just not really well suited for actually pedaling, which is a bummer because if they could be pedaled, then you'd get the best of both worlds, in my opinion. You'd get some cool looking bikes and you'd get something you could actually practically use like an e-bike and it's just not a, a moped or scooter. Not that there's anything wrong with a moped or scooter, it's just not what I personally would want. And it's hard for me to sell something that I don't personally like as much, <laughs> but they certainly have their place like I said, the Super 73 bikes, they look really cool. I like the style, just not the best bike from a riding position on some of these. What I did recently is I built a bike in this Cafe Racer retro style. It was a custom build, and I had a frame that I bought a few years back. I made a video kind of introducing some of the custom things I had to do on this several months ago. Uh, and I never quite finished showing that bike off, but that's something I'm going to do. And I have an excellent reason why, uh, is because I actually have three what I consider similar bikes, and I want to show off kind of the pros and the cons and the differences between those three. So the three that I have here in my shop that I'm going to tell you about are one, the Cheetah, which hopefully you're already familiar with, but that's that one I mentioned earlier. Looks like a motorcycle, but it's very laid back, very comfy, like a beach cruiser. Bike number two is the custom bike that I built. Totally different from the Cheetah, but I'll get to that in a moment, what it's like. But again, kind of in a motorcycle-inspired design. And then number three, which is fairly similar to the bike I built in some ways, style-wise, is the Saunders Mad Mods. The Mad Mod bikes from Saunders were something that was introduced Last year, I actually ordered the bike, paid with my own money. This is not a review bike or anything like that. I liked the look enough 
to buy one because I thought this could be a popular bike. And the reason is they were using bigger tires, 24-inch tires instead of the 20-inch tires most Scrambler or Cafe-style bikes are using. And the seat looked higher. There's no adjustment to the seat position at all. But it looked higher, and I thought for my height and everything, this might be something that could be pedaled. And if it can, then this is going to be awesome. These are going to take off. They're going to be really popular. It might be something we want to make aftermarket upgrades for. So that was my intention a year ago. Keep in mind, I ordered it in October of 2020. And here we are in November of 2021. And I just got to ride the bike for the first time today, only about a week before this podcast episode comes out. And that's because the bike just arrived. Yeah, that's right. It actually took more than a year from the time I ordered the bike until it showed up. There were delays, of course, and that's to be expected these days. So I wasn't upset. I was understanding. I thought, you know what? I have customers who are waiting patiently for many, many months for Bolton e-bikes. I'm going to do the same exact thing for Saunders for this Mad Bond bike that I ordered. So now that I have the Saunders Mad Mods, the Revy Bikes Cheetah, and the custom bike that I built, I thought, wouldn't it be fun to just kind of show off these three different bikes what are they good at? What are they not good at? And that will help people in their buying decisions. And I hope that out of this little exercise, maybe I can also do some brainstorming about what would make a better bike than all three of these, or is one of these already a great bike the way it is? So let's start off with the Cheetah. You already know what I told you about it being a comfy beach cruiser bike. It has a standard bicycle saddle, which is nice and wide. It's very comfy. It's got springs. It can be adjusted up and down so you can get into a good pedaling position. It is a well-designed bike. Now, it has big swept back bars, so you kind of got this like nostalgic Harley feeling. And if you go back to motorcycles of that era, they actually had saddles designed fairly similar to a giant bicycle saddle. So the looks aren't messed with in any way, in my opinion, by putting a standard bicycle seat post and saddle on it. But the benefit is great compared to the other two bikes because you can actually pedal the Cheetah. I could hop on that bike, not turn the motor on, put it in a low gear, start pedaling away perfectly fine, perfectly comfortably. And that wouldn't be an issue. Like any e-bike, you know, it has a certain weight to it. It may not be as much fun going up hills, but you could do it if you wanted to. And realistically, you could do it all day long and be perfectly comfortable about it. Now, the cool thing it's got, of course, is a big headlight on the front. Looks like a giant motorcycle headlight. Unfortunately, it is the dimmest of these three bikes that I'm talking about. It is brighter probably than average. But to really use it at night, you know, and see way ahead of you, it would have to have a little bit more light. So that's one of the things that I like about the bike. The look is great. The functionality is good, but maybe not as good as you might expect for the physical size of the headlight. Because, you know, these things are like six inches across. They're big. <laughs> so these are not the dinky little headlights you see on most e-bikes these days. 
Now, the Cheetah is also practical because it comes with fenders, it comes with a rear rack, it has saddlebags, it is really well set up. It's got a 750-watt hub motor. Basically, it's got everything you would need, hydraulic brakes, to be a not only good e-bike, but again, a classic-looking bike. Because the way that Revy Bikes has made their frame is that the motorcycle tank area is where a battery hides inside. So you actually don't see the battery on the Cheetah, but they have these fake covers that look like a motorcycle tank, and that's where the battery hides inside the frame. I like everything about that bike. We've been selling them for quite some time now, uh, and they've been doing pretty well for us. Things I would change, potentially. Biggest request we get is for a front suspension fork. Uh, Unfortunately, that's just not going to happen anytime soon. But if we ever make our own Bolton e-bike version, that's definitely going to happen. That's not on the drawing board right now. It's not in production. So don't ask when it's coming because it's not coming yet. It's certainly something I've thought about for a long time. But I want to make sure that we're selling enough of that style of bike. We got enough people that want it to justify the expense of going through that as opposed to carrying the Revy Bikes Cheetah, which is a great bike and is doing quite well for us. So that's the Cheetah. Now, the second bike on this list is what I'm calling the P61 Black Widow. I have to name all of my bikes after aircraft, of course. And like I said, this came about because a few years ago, I bought a frame from somebody. There was this cafe racer style, and I just thought it looked super cool. I had no idea what I was going to do with that frame. (laughs) So I literally bought the frame, threw it upstairs in basically like an attic space at the shop, and there it sat for a few years. And then there came a time where I needed to, this year, earlier this year, uh, test a new motor from Bafang. And I was like, "Ah, I got to put this on a bike. What am I going to put it on? And I thought, you know what? This is a great opportunity to take that old frame and build it into something unique and cool and just have some fun with it because I don't get to build bikes very often like I used to. In case you didn't know, I used to build every single bike. Yeah, that's that's right. Every single bike, I would take a frame, I'd add motors, I'd add wheels, I'd add controllers, the handlebars, the stems, the forks. I installed or assembled every single part onto that frame. It was rather labor intensive. And obviously we sell enough bikes today that I could never keep up with demand by doing that. So bikes are made overseas. But I enjoy building things. I like making things. So that's what the P61 Black Widow was, kind of a just a fun project to put something together, test a motor out, and uh, see what people think of that style bike as well. Now the advantage is this bike has Uh, are that it's going to be a bit faster. I'm using the 1,000-watt mid-drive Bafang motor versus the other two bikes are the 750-watt hub motors from Bafang. So I have the ability to shift through the gears. And if you're riding a bike that is not very comfortable to pedal, then I think a mid-drive makes more sense because you can shift through gears and use the throttle effectively at any speed. Now, that kind of goes away when you get into more powerful hub motors, but I'm talking like 3,000 watts and up, which is just totally out of the range of of what we're discussing here. So for the comparison of these three bikes, the 1,000-watt mid-drive is going to be the best performance-wise as far as something you can just cruise around on throttle only. Now, because it was custom, I put on big 203-millimeter rotors. 
uh, some really nice red anodized hydraulic brakes. I wanted to make this bike look really good. You know, put leather grips on that have red stitching on them. Just all the little details I could because I had to buy every single piece for the bike. I wanted to make sure it looked good. And this one is a hardtail like the Cheetah. So no rear suspension. So I did put on a triple tree front suspension fork. So all three of these bikes have a triple tree style of front fork. The Cheetah does not have any suspension, but is by far the most comfortable to ride, even though it doesn't have any suspension because the saddle is very comfortable. Seating position is very upright and comfortable. Don't let the suspension get in the way of thinking which one is the most comfortable. It's actually still the Cheetah, thanks to the fat tires partially. Uh, and then the P61 Black Widow, for that I went with 26-inch wheels that are only 2-inch wide tires, so not a fat tire bike. As much as I would have loved, what I originally wanted to do was a fat tire bike with some like 26-inch slicks. I think that would have looked amazing. The particular frame I had just wasn't designed for that. It wasn't made for it, so that just wasn't an option. I tried to see if there was like way I could squeeze them in there. Uh, and the only way I could do it was by dropping down to a 20-inch fat tire, but then the width would have caused all sorts of havoc with the drivetrain and tire clearance with the chain. So I decided not to go that route. So speed-wise, the Black Widow is going to blow the other bikes out of the water because it's got a little more power, it's got skinnier tires, and on smooth pavement, it's just going to glide amazingly super cool looking bike. The saddle is kind of in between the Cheetah and the Mad Mod bikes. And if you want to see all of these bikes, don't worry. I posted a few photos on the Facebook group. So if you're on the Bolton e-bikes Facebook group, you can check that out. You can see photos there, a couple of short video clips I've put up. Uh, and I am going to make a video about this as well. So just stay tuned if you want to see what I'm talking about. But the saddle is not a bicycle saddle, which means pedaling is not as comfortable. The saddle is more like a motorcycle seat. It is a little bit longer. Now, an advantage to the length is what you can do to get kind of correct as far as your position for pedaling is you can kind of scoot forward or backward. And also, this frame design is rather unique. It has multiple holes or mounting positions for that seat. So if you were to buy this particular bike, which I will sell at some point in the near future, you can actually move that seat up or down in the frame. Now you have to remove several bolts to do that, but you could put it in a position that's comfortable for you and get it into a better spot. So some flexibility, but it's not like a quick release, like a typical bicycle. You can't just move the saddle up and down. It's something you're going to do once. You're going to set it where it's comfortable. And you're just going to leave it there because it'd be too much of a pain to move it back and forth unless you installed some sort of new fancy hardware, which I'm just not going to do. <laughs> That's up to you. Uh, lighting wise, I put a really bright actual motorcycle LED headlight on it. Nice bright headlight. Definitely could ride this bike at night. No problems. It's going to light up the entire road uh, really, really well. And it also has a working taillight. Now, on the previous BBSHD motors, trying to wire into those motors and the controllers and get a taillight to work was kind of a pain. But the Bafang M625, which is the newest version of the motor, actually had headlight and taillight plugs built in. That was pretty awesome. I was happy about that. That's a, a good change for 
uh, Bafang for their DIY kits to just make that a standard thing where you have plugs output from the controller already set up for headlights and taillights. I was excited about that. That's pretty awesome. That's the P61 Black Widow. You got this cafe style bike, skinny tires compared to the fat tires, definitely a motorcycle style of look. Not the most comfortable bike to ride or pedal, but it's got the power that you could just throttle it around and have fun. You can pedal it if you really want to or have to. It's just not going to be as good as the Cheetah. Now, moving on to the Mad Mods. I've been waiting over a year to find out if this bike is any good. I rode it for the first time today, and my first impression is it's a great-looking bike, but it's not a great pedaling type of bicycle. And I hate to say that because I really wanted it to be a good bike. I wanted it to be something you could pedal. The tire size is great. I think 24-inch was good for the, just the fit, the finish, the style of the frame and everything. I was happy about that. But the saddle position and the width of the frame, just not something you're going to pedal. The, one of the other guys hopped on, and the first thing he commented on was how hard the saddle was. And I have to agree. It was like, oh, this is... Not that comfortable. Now, what I did do is just cruise around, pedal slowly, and mostly use throttle to get around. And it had decent power to do that. Again, 750 watts. The Cheetah, honestly, performance-wise, does a little bit better. And partially, that's going to be the weight of the bikes. Uh, you know, the Cheetah, I don't remember the exact weight. It's probably pushing 80 pounds. It might be in the 70s. But it's a fairly hefty bike. The Mad Mods brings that to a whole nother level. They came in much heavier than originally advertised, and the cafe version that I have is 116 pounds, which, when you think about it, is just, honestly, it's crazy how heavy it is. It's almost double the weight of some of our other 750-watt bikes, and that is crazy. You're carrying around an extra 50 pounds all the time just for the bike to look the way it does. You do have a very heavy front suspension fork on the bike. It has dual rear shocks, so you've got more weight added there with the design. Don't get me wrong, very cool looking bike. I still like it, but you can't pedal it very easily. It's just not very comfortable to do. There is zero adjustment to the saddle. It is what it is. The cafe has a separate little tailpiece that goes on. And if you pulled that off, you could scoot back or forward on the seat a bit more. But even then, just very limited size range that it's going to fit. So not everybody could even ride the bike. So I love everything about the look. Uh, there are a couple of features on the bike that I think are cool. One is the what looks like the fuel tank area is actually just an open storage box. It's a locking box. You could fit the charger in there. You could fit lunch for your work day in there. You could put a water bottle in there. It's pretty decent size. So that is pretty cool. Not something I've really seen on many e-bikes is like a storage compartment just built in. It's part of the design. It looks great. I really do like that. The headlight brightness wise is pretty bright. I was impressed. It might be brighter than the motorcycle light I actually put on the Black Widow bike. Hard to say, I was trying to compare them side by side uh, before recording this, and the one thing that makes it a little bit difficult, unfortunately, I think is a manufacturing defect. My headlight is actually upside down. 
the Saunders logo is right in the middle of the light. And yeah, it's, it's actually upside down. I tried to figure out if there's any way to turn it around. I commented or posted on these Mad Mods Facebook groups. And at first, people were trying to make fun of me and say, just turn it upside down. You mounted it upside down, blah, blah, blah. And then I posted the video and they're like, oh, yeah, yours actually was made upside down. Oops. <laughs> so because it only mounts one way, if, if you mount it the wrong way, your light is literally just facing up into the sky and mounted the proper way. It's mounted where it's supposed to at a slight downward angle towards the ground. And, and with that way, it's upside down. So it's a little difficult. There's like a actually a, a high beam and a low beam kind of setting on the light. And it's it's hard to tell which one of those is correct and where is it actually pointing because if it's upside down, it just doesn't really make sense in that regard. That's unfortunate, but it is still super bright, looks great. The bike, again, is really cool looking. I like it, but it's not something you're going to want to pedal. Uh, you're going to hop on it. You're just going to use a throttle, which is why I'm debating now, what do I want to do with this bike that I bought? I paid for it. I can do whatever I want with it at this point. I can turn around and just try and sell it because the price on the Mad Mods has gone up dramatically over the past year and just get my money out of it and be done with it. I could sink more money into it. And if I did that, what I would do is add more power because it looks like a motorcycle, looks like a moped, feels like a motorcycle. Well, then we should just put motorcycle power into it and then it would make sense. And I'm thinking, you know, 3,000 watts at bare minimum. If I'm going to do anything, I'm probably going to go at least 5,000 watts into the Saunders bike. If I decide to do that, I'm still undecided. And if I do that, I would probably go through a good company that I know that makes powerful motors, have them make me a sample, put it on the bike, and then make it available to other people who have Mad Mod bikes, which means we'd have to also offer a controller battery combination of some sort, which Thankfully, with the battery hidden inside the frame and that box that I mentioned earlier, there's tons of room to mount a controller that's much bigger than stock. Where the stock controller is, no room there whatsoever. It's actually a really tight fit. That's kind of another story. My bike didn't actually work when it showed up, and I had to reach out to Saunders and get some new parts right out of the box. That was unfortunate. I have seen some other issues shipping-wise with those bikes. Because they're so heavy, I don't think they are packed well enough. That's kind of another subject that I'll have to bring up in a review more specific to that bike. But thankfully, Saunders did uh, get back to me reasonably quickly. They got me a new wiring harness. I was able to get the bike up and running. And the only problem I have with it now is a little bit of a rash, if you will, from the shipping process. You know, it got banged up a little bit. And the headlight is upside down. Wiring harness is good now. but my headlight is still upside down. I don't know if they'll send me another one of those or if they'll just say, well, it's upside down. Oh, well, I don't know. We'll find out. I may reach out to them and, and see what they say. But those are the three bikes I've got right now with that motorcycle style look. And if I had to choose one solely based on looks, I kind of like the Saunders Mad Mods looks. Honestly, it looks super cool. If I had to choose one based on power, I'd go with the Black Widow that I built with the 1,000-watt mint drive, that's going to be the fastest bike of the three. Hands down, just no contest there. But comfort-wise, then it's going to be the Cheetah by a long shot. That's the only bike out of the three that I could comfortably go on a long ride with, pedal, get lots of exercise, and just have fun doing it 
and it would look good too. So three totally different bikes. I wish I could say that we had the comfort of the Cheetah, the power of the P61, and the looks of the Saunders all in one bike, but I don't think that exists quite yet. I hope that somebody makes something like that. If not, I might have to go do it myself, but I look forward to this kind of progression and evolving nature of e-bikes and what they are, what they can look like, because again, Saunders has done something pretty cool with the bike, the way it looks. The P61 bike that I built, the manufacturer, the guy that made that particular frame is working on a new one, which looks, in my opinion, even better. So I'm excited about that as well. And I hope he gets that into production. Maybe that's going to be the best of all three worlds. I don't know. We're going to find out. But stay tuned to the podcast for more information on some of these and and what I do with them. Uh, And of course, check out the YouTube channel because I will be doing a follow-up video on these as well. So you can see the differences in performance, fit, comfort, all of these things that I've been talking about. Uh, And again, that P61 bike is something that once I'm done reviewing it, it is time to let it go. I have too many bikes around. I need more space for new bikes coming in because I already told you guys that we had the event in bikes. Well, guess what? We have another brand coming on, but that's for another podcast episode. So to make sure you don't miss it, go to ebikepodcast.com, sign up for our newsletter, and we will send out an email to you when that new episode comes out. Because yes, we're bringing on another line of bikes into our shop and online, and I'm pretty excited about that. So thanks again for listening. Once again, this is the Bolton eBikes podcast. I'm Kyle the owner and your host, and I hope to talk to you again soon. Bye.